0: Do you have insurance? Where ID? is
1: he going to Hey, you book oh, a yeah. Hey, you? Oh, a yeah. hey, adult hey, hey, adult already? Hello!
0: Alright, hello everybody. It has been a hot minute. Welcome back to Adulting with Former Children. We are recording episode 9. This is a podcast by Zero Media where we share our growing pains and learn from each other's mistakes as we try to become adults. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, back to our introductions. Hi, my name is Jin and I treat my workplace people like family. I do not reply them. Um, after working hours.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Hi guys, I'm Yi and apparently
3: I'm the red flag in this office. Clem is here, and yeah, I try my best not to turn my flag red.
0: Alright, so for this episode, um, uh, obviously we um, have no guests with us, it's just the three of us, and we're going to try to keep it chill, Um, and I think uh, we were thinking about this uh, topic when Yi Yang and I were talking about toxic workplaces, uh, the workplace is where we spend a majority of our adult time, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, uh, so uh, some of us have really good environments where we work in, and some of us don't. The Zerup office actually had a reunion party for We Can We class of 2021, uh, maybe a couple of weeks back. And... Uh, Uh, It's been about one year since all of us started working since graduation and everyone's been working really hard, but with that one year mark came a lot of people deciding to leave their jobs or, like, finding
3: new jobs. It's, it's quite a lot, right? Because, like, I remember only, like, like a, f- a handful number just stayed in the, uh, the current jobs. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. People, I like, think remember. so. Really? Everyone left? Yeah, yeah. Like, no like they, they are in a second company or they're intending to leave soon. Yeah, yeah. Right. Mm. yeah. So,
0: uh, I don't know whether this is a trend amongst our friends to not stay in a workplace for more than a year. Like, it's, like, as though... Once you hit the 1 year mark you have to sort of uh, make your plans to exit make a plan B unless the company offers you something a little better mm. yeah so uh, for me i have been in my current workplace for the 3rd year now i just recontracted again Ooh, congrats yeah so th- i it's it seems like an amno- it seems a little abnormal for someone to stay in their job for longer than two years these days, I feel at our age. And uh, uh, and I have to uh, really attribute my decision to uh, my environment. I, I honestly mm. love the environment that mm. I work in. I don't think it's like tough or toxic at all. But when I hear my friend's stories, right, I will literally be like,
3: Huh? Why does why nothing happen? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
0: So many like shocking things. If, but uh, let's just go around the table and uh, talk about what we heard. <laughs> <laughs> we are spilling the guts.
2: But I think the number one thing that I've heard from most of the people who told me they were quitting is that they felt like their job scope had always extended beyond what mm. they signed up for. Mm. And I think that's like number one. It has it's always been, oh, I I signed up for this job, but and then. The things that I'm doing, I'm covering for some other incompetent person's work. Mm -hmm. I'm always doing more than what I'm paid to do. And I think that's a very common reoccurring reoccurring complaint from everyone who was quitting Mm. or considering moving on.
3: What about you, Clem? I mean, I can speak for a friend that I've I've spoken to uh, during the party as well. So I mean, uh, I didn't want to. that is I think it's also communication. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, what my friend felt was that you know she um, just didn't know. Okay, so I mean there's job descriptions description and everything, right? But I think it wasn't really well to her like uh, how much she's managing the project. Mm-hmm. So then it's very. I think it's also very hard. You know, for as an as a, you're in a new role and then you you know try hard. It's very hard for her to figure out the empl- employ uh, supervisor. Like, oh, so how much am I managing? I sometimes, sometimes in this kind of situation, I feel like it's important for the supervisors actually to be able to, you know, uh, take the initiative mm-hmm. to communicate properly like, oh, okay, so for this project, I'll need you to, you know, step up uh, to do this, this and that. So I think it's like she, during her job, like she just felt very really stressed because she just didn't know. and I think she also didn't really like communicate with the uh, supervisor well enough and caused a lot of uh, anxiety and mental stress. Yeah, I think that's why she also left after a while. So now she's in a new job. Mm -hmm. It's a bit more mundane, but at least the roles are more like laid out. And then uh, the environment is better, Mm -hmm. I would say.
0: Mm -hmm. I I have to play the devil's advocate here. I am someone who thinks that you shouldn't do um, exactly what your job scope is in Mm. a job. Because I feel like um, doing that really limits your growth. And uh, When you are Thrown things uh, Like sort of Outside of your job scope You Really learn Along the way And when we are young Right I feel like that's when We can chong Is that the mm. correct term Like you can chong yep. You can take on the work But obviously not Like at, at the At the price of like Working 12 hours a day Or like 13-16 uh, hours a day But if If it makes you feel A little bit uncomfortable To take on a little bit More work I think it's can tahan one la.
3: So basically, yeah, no. basically, given a capacity lah, then you can work on like things that outside. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think mm. we really struggle with uh, challenging ourselves these days. Like, we we try to find things that are a little comfortable and within our comfort zone and uh, try to do things that we are already good at. But it's only through like doing these like... Sai or oh. I don't even want to call it Sai Kang but like the things that are sort of unexpected that you truly see oh wow like I can actually do that yeah, yeah. and that's how you negotiate for like higher pay It's like like,
2: oh I can do this now and like you should pay me for that.
0: Yeah, like how if if you are always doing the same things, you you just stagnate. You see. Exactly. Yes. And then, uh, let's say you are not happy with the job because it's like completely different from what you expected. Like you signed up to be a social media. Uh, marketing person and then suddenly they are telling you to do like data engineering then obviously <laughs> that's where like hmm. uh, you have to consider whether you want to stay or leave but let's say you're doing like social media marketing and then you are tasked with a little bit more of project management I think it's a challenge that we can all take in a sense
2: yeah of course of course but of at the same time you also want to have some sort of job fulfillment especially if perhaps the new uh assignment or the change in job scope is something that you don't enjoy, you know? Mm. So I think for for my friend, that par- that was partially why they had enough. They felt like they were not being fulfilled in, in the job because as much as they're learning a new skill, it was not a skill that she particularly enjoyed doing. Mm-hmm. And so she she was not happy. And the kicker, the kicker was after she reflected it to her boss Uh the boss tried to gaslight her into like oh you know I'm only giving you all this because I really think that you can be the next big thing I want you to learn and all that kind of shit and she's like girl I did not sign up for this I don't want to do this and I'm okay with doing it, but don't give me that shit. And then she quit.
1: Oh. Yeah.
3: Oh. Actually for Jin, what if I give you a situation like the boss, right? I maybe mean, mm. your supervisor just like throws oh. it at you like, without like communicating properly, like, mm. oh, so actually I need help with this. And mm. no, I know it's up your jobs your job's Like, like mm. kind of like proper communication, you know? Mm. What if it's a situation where you just throw, uh do this. Okay. Like get it done by Then obviously do... that would piss me off. Like okay, okay. I
0: think that's an issue on like communication rather than like the workload not mm. being um, sustainable in a sense so so that sort of reflects uh, a major red flag in the communication in the workplace yeah. mm. rather than the difficulty of the task itself mm. because I surely don't mind doing difficult tasks and like even like Saikang right sometimes I, I'll just like close eye and do it but if I'm not um, if, if it's just thrown on to me uh, and not communicated to me I think that's the, the issue is with the communication not so much of the workload Correct. and so a lot of different factors comes into play. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, like you you guys are talking about your friends leaving um this like toxic environment because of people they work with, mm-hmm. right? Like it's like it's there's a direct relationship that causes you uh causes them to think okay, I want to leave. Let me tell you a story of my friend who uh was this close to quitting because of uh, an issue that was sort of beyond her control, uh, in a sense, because she wasn't working with the person involved. Okay, mm. so my friend, she had months of delayed payments, oh. months. Okay, and uh, in Singapore, right? The I think the legal the legal deadline for your pay to come in is seven months after the uh, seven months. Seven days, days. after yeah. the payment is due. Yep. That's that's like the legal limit. Anything beyond that, right? You can file a claim already. Yeah. So my yeah. friend, she started work in this company. Uh first month, second month, third month, all on time. Oh great. Like it started like being on time. Six, seven, eight months uh later, her pay was five days late. The next month it was seven days late. And then the next next month It was like a whole month late okay? mm. It's like a major red flag right mm, yeah. So uh, she decided to check in with the, her, her supervisor And her supervisor found out that The person in charge of making sure That she's paid on time right Had mental health issues Which is like, like completely understandable Like someone who is in charge of your payments right is really struggling And they have to offload their work they, it, it, it affected other people um, so, she could definitely understand that uh, there was an issue with the person in charge, and they decided to give her a break. Okay, mm-hmm. the the main the admin person in charge who was in charge of the payments they gave her a break, and then the next month her pay was late again. Oh, oh, oh. like okay, so you identified the issue. And uh, you identified the issue and you decided to uh, take appropriate measures to help out the person who was in need. But the problem was still there. The payments were not being on time. Mm-hmm. So so later, it was just found out that people forgot about her pay. Oh, After, no after the admin person was uh, put on like mental health care leave, the other people just didn't pick up the slack,
2: you know? That's rubbish. They,
0: they didn't pick up the load and... Yeah. <sighs> well, well. Anyway. So. So. This. This is a kind of thing where you're like, okay. Like, I really need to understand that. Uh, the person who's paying me is struggling, and like, you have to accept that, right? What What can you do about the, those kind of situations? Mm. And like, you can't. You can't tell a sick person to like freaking slog and like do your work. You can't do that because the person is just like physically incapable of doing it.
3: Like There's, there's a reason at least. No, I, you don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's perfectly
2: normal to show empathy to the person who is struggling.
0: Exactly. So so she was very sympathetic to the person who was causing the late payments. And sure, like, she, she was like, okay, like, I don't need the money. But surely it would be nice if, like, they came on time instead of her having to chase the payments all the freaking time. Okay. So uh, you have to fend for yourself whilst understanding that other people in the workplace, someone you don't even know, okay, has issues, but still like you you have to be a little selfish in the sense assertive, that assertive yeah. yeah assertive with uh especially when it comes to like payment matters, la. You know? Like the the company didn't have a proper HR person in place.
2: Red flag. So,
0: <laughs> Outside of the work, right? They're all sort of friends, so which makes it even more difficult because she was asking for what was due, mm. but she felt bad for asking. You what shouldn't.
2: Was due. You have to know your I, rights.
3: I guess, yeah, but I, yeah, <laughs> no, you I, should. I kind of understand, but yeah, like you should never life.
2: feel
0: yeah. So bad. which is why I started out this episode saying that I treat my workplace like family, <laughs> 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 even within families, right? You have to keep boundaries, Mm. and especially when it comes to things that affect your livelihood, uh, the the more you keep allowing it to happen, the more people will take advantage of you. So one of the most important things in the workplace, uh, when you do notice red flags, right, is also to learn how to be confrontational Mm -hmm. and how to say no. And yep. uh, yeah,
3: I so stand your ground. Yeah, correct. Just come with the reason. I think what helps me is just come with the reason. Like, oh, when I raise it up, it helps the company improve, mm. or it helps uh systems to be better. So it's not not just for myself, but it's also for uh, people around. Here. But there's
2: nothing wrong with doing something for yourself.
0: Not a lot of us know how to be confrontational to anyone let alone your supervisor at work fair or someone with power over you correct you know and
3: the power play comes into play i think it's a lot a lot harder yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) i mean that's why you need to know
2: your rights you need to know what you are entitled Entitled to to. Mm. yeah yeah what you deserve
0: yeah so like everyone who is like signing for new work or new jobs Please read your contracts properly yep. Because like I went through my uh, Like I, I I went through um, uh, My friend's contract Together with her And then that's where We found out that um, The latest working day uh, the, the latest payment day Would be the seventh Working day of the month And then mm-hmm. Seven days beyond that Would be illegal Like yep. That's what the employers are legally required to do.
2: Go read the MOM website, guys. It's yeah. important.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so read your contracts and uh, if there's anything that's sort of like, mm, like off off to you, right? It's your right to fight for it.
3: That's right. <laughs> and it's on you to fight for it. If you don't fight for it, then you sign already, then it's not your... It's like you can't do anything. Yeah, right? The
2: yeah, HR yeah. is not here to protect you. It's to protect the company.
1: Mm -mm -mm.
0: yeah so like a little bit more on hr right before i actually started working i thought hr was just um someone who hires people yeah (laughs) you know that's that's the impression that you get yeah uh this hr person is like the first line of contact to any company the person looks at me and like sees if i'm fit for the company and then they arrange interviews for me to enter Mm -hmm. the company that was that was like my impression of an mm. HR person until I realize there are many, many more layers to it. Correct. Yep. Clem, you were just saying before this podcast that you are going for HR training. Yeah. You have I've only been to
3: right? one or two, la, but I'll just share what I, uh. I, I I know. you know. So, I mean, HR, yeah. So, uh, what you mentioned just now, hiring process, under HR as well. Um, we also need to take note of um, performance reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, they are also the first point of contact if the empl- any employee feels like, oh, they want to you know, just raise out uh, like an issue la, regarding their department, their superiors, you know, before just uh, they can do so, ask for advice before they, uh, and then maybe know more about the legality of like, you know, what they're entitled to their rights mm. before they actually, you know, confront their superiors about it, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, actually, there's, yeah, there's quite a few other parts that HR is really involved in la, and this is like some of the more important parts like hiring, you yeah, like I mentioned hiring uh, rights, uh, the performance reviews and reviews is actually quite important it's what I'm learning now in my current course mm-hmm. yeah so and how like uh, also for example communication briefs
0: okay let's move back to uh, the main topic of red flags in the workplace mm-hmm. and uh, people have been leaving their jobs because of these red flags but of course you guys know of the phenomenon of quiet quitting uh, which is the <laughs> like you are very bolt up about your job already la. like you are you have you have reached the point of nirvana about the toxicity of your workplace and you have resigned to it you are not trying to fix anything about it but you are tuning out a lot of elements of it what do you guys hmm. think about
2: that I thought uh, well I personally think quitting quitting is more about not working past what you Paid for Mm -hmm. um, you choosing to only give what the company deserves, Mm -mm -mm. and I say that in a very neutral manner, (laughs) meaning uh, this is my job scope, and hence I will work within my job scope. Mm -mm -mm. If it is nine to five, I end at five,
1: Mm -mm. and I
2: don't give more because if because I value my work Mm -mm. and I value uh, my value. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, this is my value, and you have to pay to get
3: what you want. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So that so I thought that was a definition that I knew, but then I just don't know why it relates to like quiet quitting. You're not trying, you're not trying to quit. You're trying to create like create boundaries.
2: You know mm-hmm. exactly. And the problem with this term quiet quitting is that they were this term was popularized by the people who want to demonize it, and they chose to use the word quit inside this term, even though you are not quitting and there was no. no intention to quit and you may continue to still find meaning in the job. Mm-hmm. It's just that whatever I do, I deserve to be paid adequately for it. Mm. And as such, if if you are asking me to go way beyond what my job scope is, I will not do it. Mm. And hence, uh, the proper term, or rather a different term that was used way before it was called quite quitting, is called working to rule. Mm. And this is a form of uh, unionization by uh, method I guess in the past where people chose not to go above and beyond mm. because they are not paid and they did, they were not uh, compensated fairly for it mm-hmm. and so they chose to only work to rule mm. so 9 to 5 means I leave at 5
0: yeah okay so I feel like quiet quitting when used um, like according to its definition quiet quit is really referring to someone who is burnt out and um, not actively quitting their jobs but really just working their wage so i feel like your definition of it right is actually just the term working your wage Mm. you know you are working um just like not above and beyond uh but also not like under delivering but you're just working your wage so my opinion of quiet quitting is that Like, you really have to take the definition of quitting quite literally, you know. Like, Mm, yeah, quiet. Yeah, you know, you are so burnt out and uh, there are so many elements to your workplace that you know that you can't change. But this work comes with its other benefits, like maybe perhaps a good pay. uh, Perhaps, like, um, a decent single supervisor. uh, Maybe one toxic guy or something like that. So you're tuning out to the bad stuff but accepting the good that comes along with it. So you are staying in the job, but you are not giving your all to your job. You don't love it so passionately to the extent that you would break an arm and a and, and leg for your company. You know, so 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 that that was my impression of quiet quitting all this time. I, I, I think, yeah, like for sure, some people demonize um, you uh, like just doing the bare minimum, but... Uh, th- I feel like the correct term for that is working your wage.
1: Mm.
3: Correct. You know? I haven't th- thought like quiet quitting because I mean, there's also like quiet firing, right? right? Yeah. You're yeah, like yeah. trying to make your the employees' life so tough that they want to quit by themselves. There's yes. So I thought quiet quitting also meant like, you know, you're working just the bare minimum, giving like very bad attitude mm. so that you get and you get a severance pay oh. but apparently it's not so I'm just well confident. I guess yeah. that's another Correct. way yeah. of
0: thinking of quiet quitting so yeah. there I get I, I mean, you You decide what uh quiet quitting is but if you are currently quiet quitting at your workplace right now then obviously you are either number one resigned to the toxic environment uh, or number two you are just um you're just like comfortable there la. You know? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, you, you you don't mind you don't mind um, all this like external distractions or like drama and you just do your work.
3: Mm. You know then what do you think about working to rule then if you change to this, right? Like mm. they you think it's okay because working I think for someone who's hardworking, working but they work according to like for nine to five to so that they keep their boundaries and they have enough make sure they have enough rest after work. Mm. They give the hundred and ten percent during work time timings. But then after that they just like really take the take it seriously to like relax. Your thing. What, what 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 do you think of that?
0: That's the right way to live, like.
3: That's as as it should be. Yeah, right? as it
0: should be. That's a that's the right way to live, you know. Like uh working working to rule. I don't know how working it... a rage, working to rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I think I think that's what uh really um a lot of people who quiet quit are doing.
2: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at least that's what people
3: who uh have been labelled as quiet quitters, they are just working to wage. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah, I think yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So don't feel like, you know, like people like it's not the right way to do things. Like it's very normal to uh, oh work beyond your hours every day kind of thing. I don't think yeah. it's,
0: Quiet quit that's is quiet. just a very mean way of saying it.
3: Yeah, exactly, great. which is why I said it, it, it's being used
2: to demonize people great, who are just great. working their wage.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great, like, great. But perhaps people who use it wrongly uh, are the ones who demonize it. But, like, if you use it in the right context, like, someone is burnt out and they are just, like, resigned to their fate, then I feel like that is the literal meaning of quiet quitting. I
2: hope they are finding a new job.
0: Yeah, 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 for sure. No, in fact, I think a lot of people who are quiet quitting are like, maybe looking for new looking jobs Looking for
2: greener pastures.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: As they should. <laughs> I mean, if you don't find fulfillment in your job, yeah. and there might be other people who are looking to be in your position.
0: Mm-mm-mm. So, well, just speaking...
2: find a better fit.
0: Yeah, so speaking of like looking for new jobs and stuff. Oh, sorry. Um, I don't think, uh, like, okay, like, I'm not in a position to say that I am looking for greener pastures or like better jobs because honestly I am very happy with my current job you guys run your own
3: company so you don't get so... to look for greener pastures yeah you
0: don't get to <laughs> unless we you are like we have to build like...
3: the greener pastures yeah, you know
0: exactly you, you are the ones planting the, <laughs> the planting see, the, the seeds
3: yeah <laughs>
0: so hopefully your, your employees can um, like vouch for this but I mean, even though we are not in a position of like looking for better jobs or whatsoever, I'm sure like all of us at one point in time have worked in an environment that was full of red flags.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, intern Intern. Yeah, when we were interning. So the oh best God, are, you, are we going there?
0: <laughs> yes, we are going there. Well, the best thing about uh, working in red flag environments as an intern is that you know that your time is going to come to an end. <laughs> Yeah, you know there is an end inside.
3: You know? I can't imagine for the full timers. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So you have you have
0: plenty of working experience before you um, built this company, and I'm pretty sure perhaps from your bad experiences in your previous workplaces, you sort of channeled that experience into your current company Definitely. and tried to make uh, a good environment for everyone working around you.
3: Yeah. And I also think on top of that, not it's very important to know also not like overcompensate. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, uh, cause I basically when I was okay, let me just share my story then. Um, so when I was an intern I was at a production house mm-hmm. I will not name who uh-huh. Okay So um, Basically I felt like uh, this instance during sh- So it was doing a shoot Right So I was a production assistant mm-hmm. So I was the person buying food You know uh, Making sure everyone's happy Giving them drinks Giving them welfare Right So it was Particularly doing this shoot I was just, this, this full-timer That I didn't really like mm-hmm. Around He was t- like Okay I, w- I won't name the role, But basically he was on the shoot so it was uh, lunchtime, and we just finished lunch, right? Uh, we didn't have a proper trash bag, so we had a trash bin that was a bit like uh, I think it was like a two three minutes walk away, mm-hmm. right? So this this person just literally like you know uh instead of like some of us right the crew actually went to throw them themselves. Mm-hmm. Now I was very really appreciative for that cause it's also on the way to the the entrance to back to the, the shoot location. Then this guy just puts his trash on the floor and he just walked off like, with, with someone else and just started, like, you no know, chit-chatting. How they, not even never discussion about the shoot. And then, I was just, like, giving the face, uh, right? I'm like, huh, okay, then sure. But then he came up to me and he, was, he was, also told me, like, um, you're just an intern. This is your job. yeah huh? You think you're full time already, yeah? Uh? Like, then I'm just like, huh? I didn't want like, you know, like, I guess it's my job. But the thing is, like...
0: Your job was to clean the trash? Yeah. At then, the production
3: <laughs> Yeah, set. but I just don't know why, why they had to do, be so...
0: Condescending about, about it. About it. That's
3: right. Mm. Yeah. So I actually did have a chat around with like my other full timers, and then I run out, I realized that it's because, uh, he also was a intern back then at the same company, mm-hmm. and he was treated the same way by his full timers. Mm. for me, I just felt like if you know that this treatment is wrong, I don't think it should be passed on ah, to the mm. next generation like I wouldn't want to do it to my interns mm. yeah so that's why I, right, right now when I, I mean, I'm in that supervisor role right mm. then I'll also be more mindful of how you know the way we speak to our interns mm. uh, and everything that the attitude the tone I think to me that really matters lah. Mm. yeah mm. make sure that you know uh, not talking down mm. make sure all, all opinions are so heard but at the same time also, as a supervisor then you, it's, your, it's on you to make that right choice and make the right and tough choice. Mm. Not always the, 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 the best cho- the the choice to make so- and someone else happy, but the right choice for the company. It's
0: a fine line. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You you try to make everyone content, but you you cannot make everyone extremely correct. over the moon, you yeah,
3: know. Yeah, choose something that yeah that's best. La. Meet
0: the bare minimums. Yeah. You know what? I, I honestly wish that I could have been a little more confrontational about a lot of things. Mm. When I was working under this particular person uh, previously, well, I've worked uh, under like many people, so you'll you'll never know who I'm talking about. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> this person was in a meeting, um, and it was like a it was like a department wide meeting involving like other people as well. So, uh, when someone when someone asked, okay, like uh, can can you guys fill me in on this? Obviously, it was an online meeting, by the way. Um, So, someone asked, okay, like, can you guys fill me uh, in on this? What's what's going on? And then there was just silence because that person was supposed to reply, but obviously, perhaps, they were distracted by something and it was just, like, silence for three seconds. But, uh, okay, so I stepped in, I unmuted myself, and I replied the question. Okay. After the meeting... Uh, the, mm. this person came to me and said, "You can't do that. Like, you can't speak before me." Ooh. Yeah, which was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, uh, I, 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 I didn't hear anything from you. So, which is and and I had the numbers, so I unmuted myself and I reply on your behalf. But then, like, they were really unhappy about the fact that I spoke before them and it painted badly on them.
3: Well. <laughs> Maybe if they replied faster, yeah. I know, right? Did, did, did she explain like why she didn't?
0: No, so so I said okay. Well, I replied because um I I have the answer and you weren't replying, then they said. I needed time to unmute myself. What the fuck?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: you know, so... Uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, this internship, uh, like, it, it ended on a pretty decent note. And uh, um, uh, it, it was fine. Like, after that, after the whole internship, I had a conversation with this person. And they were actually very apologetic about their actions. They were very mm. well aware of the environment that they were making. And it was because they were unhappy.
1: You know, mm.
0: so I, I felt sympathy for sure, but the like the time working under this person right was just so filled with negativity and yep. a lot of anxiety as well um, because you are constantly fed with negative information and that just makes you not want to work as well. It's so ne- thank God yeah. it was an internship because if, if it was a full-time job and that person was leaving and I wasn't, it would have been like, yeah, painful absolutely painful. But uh, yeah, it, it it ended well. Lah. Like everything, everything considered, it ended well. It's just that this one time has affected me so much that um, when, when someone who is superior to you tells you to shut up, like, I mean, they didn't tell me to shut up, but that was what was implied, right? Don't talk before me, you know? And, and I mean, if they spoke, then obviously I wouldn't have spoken anyway, right? But yeah. them telling me, don't talk before me was, to me, I heard it as shut up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, mm.
0: Just just sit down and like, be the observer that you are. Don't butt in. And it was so offensive. It was. Yeah. Uh, so, so can you imagine working in this kind of like, pressurized environment where if you speak, and you're speaking facts, you're told off about it. Like, not talking about your colleagues to your other colleagues is the best thing that you can do to start a healthy workplace culture. If you want to bitch about your colleagues or, like, people who work with you, right, please do it with someone who is, like, outside of the company. Like, you really don't want to fester, like, uh, fester an environment of, like, um, a whole group of people ganging up against one person. Yeah, for you know? sure. Yeah. yeah. So, so like, even if you're mistreated by this one person, right, be like Yi Yang <laughs> and confront that person directly because...
2: Hey, bitch. <laughs> oh.
0: I've got some beef with you.
3: <laughs> oh, that one just creates trouble. <laughs> yeah, but
0: I mean, as much as possible, if you have issues with someone and... Uh, you are able to d- like m- like muster up the courage in you to confront that person please do so have an
3: adult yeah. conversation a yeah. mature yeah. one yeah. respectfully you know
0: and of course it's not the easiest thing to do and mm. it's not it's not the most viable thing to do sometimes yep. but you have to make sure that you tried
1: yeah
3: mm-hmm. correct because if you don't tell the other person the other person don't know it's not fair for them yeah. to get some kind of treatment that they don't really like deserve deserve like.
0: yeah yeah you don't want to pit your team mates against a teammate yeah okay so so that's uh one of my tips <laughs> to create a healthy work environment but do you guys have any other things that you want to add on
3: so this is something that I learned from uh, my HR course last Friday so this um, HR manager was actually telling us like you know um, in her department right I think this applies to any department as well Right. Usually, she has a informal like a uh, weekly coffee session mm. where she invites all the staff, you know, to just go over to like this like a cafe, mm. somewhere that is not uh, an environment where it's not like, especially not in like your your own like room mm. or working room or something like that, office or something like that. Uh, something like that. Mm. But it's like a, a place where it's more relaxed, mm. right? And then this is when they take the time to you know just talk about uh, how's everyone doing. Mm. Uh, and, and also um you know just it's more like a session for open feedback mm. right so where she will you know actually uh give some feedback to the to the employees like her staff and like you know what's uh, could be improved and so the chance for the employees themselves to actually feedback to her like what 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 she felt like uh what they, what they felt like she could have done to help make the working culture better or like any things that she can done better to that will help the employees work better that kind of thing mm. and I think that's something that um I'm not sure how we can apply to our own like workspaces, it's but just then, feedback, law.
2: Mm. I think yeah. it's consistently correct. gaining feedback in a casual manner. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. like no pressure environment. Correct, mm. correct. Yeah,
3: and it's I think it's more more difficult put us in in a sense because we literally just graduated. For, mm. We just started this, and after we started, we graduated, right? So it's very minimal experience being like a supervisor or anything. So mm. I think it's even more important that we get feedbacks from our interns from ourselves from other people as well mm. to to slowly improve la, It's like a good chance, la, Yeah. Mm.
0: Mm. Basically, keep receipts and hmm? take Who? them out when the feedback session respectfully. <laughs> respectfully take out some receipts and you know lay it on the table, uh, for the relevant people to see if there are issues, any issues. But so you have to be brave enough to talk about your honest feelings and feedback to people and perhaps that also opens up a space for them to be critical of you as well you know yeah like just just be open-minded and also be brave
2: i think the as with everything that we mentioned today i think communication is like number one it's like so important to have open communication Mm. uh, even uh, uh, between you and your supervisor, your supervisor should be open in their communication to you as well. Mm -mm. And I think that's like number one to keep a workplace healthy. Mm. Because I think a lot of people, they are willing to put in the work, but they need to understand why they're putting in this, Mm -mm. they're doing this certain thing that maybe when out of context just feels like, it it just feels like menial labor, Mm. you know, like uh, understanding where each person uh, what uh, belongs in a team, What how they play a part in the entire team's vision. I think that makes uh, work meaningful yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and that helps people to really um, be able to pick up uh, a job that maybe they didn't sign up for, but understanding how it's meaningful might help them to
0: Develop be a certain passion or
2: for it. Or at least be motivated to get it done.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bare minimum, yeah, be motivated enough to get shit done.
3: Exactly. And just add on to that as well. Yeah, I think it's also very important to, as in the supervisor role, right, to also, you know, when you make a decision, mm. Right. as much as possible try to explain the reasoning behind it mm. yeah so that I mean so one thing is that they understand and then they are more motivated to actually do something mm. and also maybe like sometimes you 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 might think like oh your way of doing it is correct and so when you say out right and if someone else feels like oh actually there's a better way of doing this and there's a better reasoning why then we can take a better approach and I think it's just win-win la right mm. yeah
0: oh and one last thing transparency correct Mm, mm. Yeah, be transparent uh, Like uh, hopefully all of us as we develop in our careers Will be able to be transparent and honest as possible in our jobs I know that it's really difficult Especially when you have things you need to protect You know, perhaps sometimes uh, leaving things in the dark Can truly like protect you Or or like you hide a single mistake uh, um, and you're not like honest about it. These things compound over time, Mm. you know. So like as you're starting out and you are trying to, uh, um, you know, be in a a good, healthy workplace environment and you want to continue that kind of environment, you have to be transparent, honest, nice and um, what else? Brave enough to talk about. I'm sorry. Open. <laughs> Brave, open. Yes, open in communication. Listen, yeah. Open to, to
2: listen as well. Yes. It yes. goes both ways.
0: Yeah. So I think that pretty much wraps up our episode on. Uh... <laughs> Toxic environments, toxic workplaces, workplaces. Yeah, workplaces. yeah, toxic yeah. workplace cultures, red flags in your workplace. If you have uh, any stories of red flags in your workplace, I guess you can
2: send them to us. I want to Leave it. Down them. The, leave it yeah. I'm not I in leave your comments. company, so you can hot gossip with me.
0: Yeah, leave it down in the comments below on the YouTube. Okay, uh, and also uh, a short plug because um, we are talking about uh, nice workplaces and nice places to work at. Zerub wants to let you guys know that they are hiring. We are
2: (laughs) always hiring interns, my friends.
0: Okay, and uh, next up on adulting with former children, we are... Can I I just say we are releasing an episode that we actually recorded way back?
2: It's a cool one because we have a special guest. Mm -hmm. We have Adam coming on the show with us. Adam from...
0: The Novel Encounter. Yeah,
2: exactly. And we are going to be talking about... Creative, Creative Careers, careers. I'm so trying hard to <laughs> sing that okay. but it is a great way to wrap <laughs> up this season mm-hmm. I think for us because this is exactly what we're doing Creative Careers yeah
0: so- Adulting with Former Children will be back for one last episode before we wrap up the season so make sure you watch out for that episode
2: mm-hmm. and if you watch it enough we might come back for a second season <laughs>
0: So make sure you leave a five-star review on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts and follow or subscribe to the podcast on your preferred platform. We are on YouTube as well uh, so that you can be notified when a new episode gets released. And also... Uh, share this podcast on your IG story with your friends, with your previous bosses, with your previous workplaces, <laughs> with them. your previous colleagues, tag, tag them. Tag them.
2: I like, oh my like, god. Them make, make, them. make the phone so small they cannot see. <laughs> this story is literally me <laughs> and then
3: you tag them.
0: <laughs> Slay. Okay. okay. And follow us on at Zero Media in our personal handles. I'm at JinxU, J-I-N-X-Y-O-O.
3: I'm at uh, ClemensPung, double G C L A M U S P A N G G. How can you not know your own handle? But I am at NgYang N G Y I Y A <laughs> N G. I sound for while. And also <laughs> sorry, and also if you you are interested in applying for interns, just drop us a DM at zero meter hmm, on Instagram. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. And once again, thanks so much for listening to Adulting with Former Children. We will see you
3: in the next
0: one. Do you have insurance? Mm-hmm. is he gonna perform? Your move, take that already.
2: Hey, you yeah. oh,
1: you? Hey, adult already. Hello. Help.